this is Braun Strowman, the monster among men, and you're listening <laughs> to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host, Rob! Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special Clash of Champions edition slash Bill Bodkin rants edition of the BCP. We're here to talk about the Clash of Champions pay-per-view where all the titles are defended with our stellar predictions panel. First, let's welcome back to the show, lay editor-in-chief sporting the shirt today. I see it. You can get it right now on tpublic.com. Hashtag dad instincts. Hashtag you know why, Bill. Mr. Bill Bodkin, what's up, good brother? Hashtag this shirt's proceeds go to charity. So go to the Bob Culture store. That's why I bought it. I didn't buy it because I'm an egomaniac. I just want to put it out there. I really appreciate you making this shirt, Rob. It's very comfortable. It, um, it's awesome. It looks But great. also, yeah, it go, it's going for a good cause. So, you know, there's Bob Culture t-shirts. There's all sorts of t-shirts. There's a Chad Minnis t-shirt, you know, two two of them, I think. So, yeah, I'm good. I'm currently watching, as like a dick, I'm currently watching Dynamite on my phone while doing this because anything to take the sting off of WWE these days, besides my Jameson sponsorship, is always a good thing. Oh, we're off to a good start. And sorry, Bill, to interrupt uh, during Dynamite. I know that is sacred time, but I appreciate it. I was up at, I was up at 1.30 watching it, so, you know, live. So I, I was good. I got my palate cleanser in. There it is. Yeah, this this, this is going to be a, a bumpy one for sure, but I appreciate you coming on. And uh, speaking of stellar t-shirts, maybe we need a deflate one, because, guys, please welcome back to the show a good friend from Wrestling IQ 101 and the Rap and Wrestle podcast, our good friend deflate Mr. Derek Gamble. What's up, Derek? How are you, bro? What's going on, bro? You know, I'm always, always happy to be here, always happy to work with you guys. You guys are both amazing um you know i'm trying to keep up with you and out here i'm trying to grind just as hard as you're out there grinding man i see all the great things you're doing and i'm happy to be a part of it as well man heck yeah you are i'm still trying to get you get uh steal you from andrew over there but you guys are doing some great things uh not only on your show but behind the scenes as well uh, again for some great charities and stuff like that so you know you guys are are the best i do have my andrew signed uh eight by ten in the bob cave i do need a Derek one uh but i digress um See, I guess, i'll give you i'll give you a big bigger than eight by ten i'll give you a signed poster how about that done deal <laughs> that done deal it's going right it's going right next to becky here in the uh yeah. the man i know i noticed you didn't ask me for one that's what <laughs> we've been through Dude, no, please. I, I need at least one. I, I have a uh, lay editor in chief stickers all over the place. But enough uh, shameless. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, a little bit of real talk here before we get into our picks, guys. I hate starting out off on a somber note. Uh, you know, woke up this morning, looked at my phone. Sure enough, uh, we see the passing of arguably one of the greatest tag team competitors of all time. Uh, certainly a gentleman whose hand I got to shake and, and me who was very kind. Uh, and of course, you know, him from Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, uh, Road Warrior Animal. Uh, passing today, um, very sad way to start the day. I know he was one of Nunez's favorites uh, of all time. So, uh, you know, seeing Nunez wake up this morning and, and you know, kind of seeing him hear the news, it, it was kind of a sad way to start the day, man. Um, so just, uh, I don't know if you guys were fans of, of Animal growing up or anything like that. Just any fond memories or, or thoughts you guys would want to share on Animal? Bill, we'll start with you. Um you know, growing up, you know, like most kids in New Jersey and the Northeast, you know, first exposure to wrestling is WWF, you know, superstars on Channel 5. Uh, but one of the first non-WWF guys I ever saw was the Legion of Doom when I, I turned, would, was flipping through the dials with my dad. 
um, to when they were a consumer crock in NWA, WCW in 1989. And seeing those two guys, you look at them and you're like, those are the coolest dudes ever. And yeah. they were vicious. And they might not have been the technical geniuses uh, that like the Midnights and the Rock and Roll were in terms of like putting together tag team matches, but they were the, the Hulk Hogan of tag teams. Like, go watch any video of their music, whether it's the WWF theme song, whether it's Iron Man by Black Sabbath, just the literal term Road Warrior Pop. Like, they did one where they're taking on the natural disasters in Japan. I saw it on, on Twitter today. The explosion from Japanese fans, which is not something you often hear, is just, was insane. And it was just like, it's, it, it like almost brought tears to my eyes. It was so cool. But these guys were the definition of power tag team wrestling they set the state they are they are the standard of that and i don't think often duplicated never fully replicated and uh it's really sad because like you i watched the legion tube documentary and animal was um you know he's such like a well-spoken guy he he actually the night less than 24 hours before he passed he was celebrating his wedding anniversary and it's just super sad he's only he's only um 60 years old still super young so yeah, sucks. R.I.P. Uh, Derek, were, were you a fan of Animal at all? Yeah, man. Um, Legion of Doom, the the Road Warriors, uh, you know, whatever you want to call them, uh, greatest tag team ever. Uh, I love those guys. Uh, kind of like just, um, you know, and reiterating some of those sentiments that Bill had. Um, those two guys, when you were a kid, they made you believe that wrestling was real. Like, those were two serious, tough guys. Those were cool guys. Um, I still, to this day, don't think anybody dressed as cool as them with those freaking uh, football pads with the spikes on it. No one has come close to being as cool as those guys with the face paint. Um, uh, they were just, they were larger than life. Um, Hulk Hogan of the tag team, that's a great expression for them. Um, just the, the face paint, the hair, everything. Uh, when I was younger, I had a mohawk too. So, you know, I, I, I wanted to get the, I wanted to get the, the hawk one, but that was a little bit too much. My mom wasn't cool with that. Cause you had to shave down the middle and you got the hair on the both sides. But, um, those guys will forever be, you know, etched in stone when it comes to wrestling history. And, um, you know, I've never personally met him. I've seen him plenty of times, always a good dude. I watched the documentary on those guys as well. And, um, you know, it's a sad day, especially 60 years old, man. That's that's young. That's, you know what I mean? Uh, I got, my mother-in-law is, is that same age. You know what I mean? So just to be that, that young and to pass away, it just, it, it was sad to see for sure. Yeah, abso absolutely. It's, uh, and, and I do have to check out that documentary. You guys are speaking so highly of it. Um, did, did obviously, like I said, get to shake his hand, meet him um, at one of the indie events, what back in November, not too long ago, he he was Very nice enough. Year. Yeah, uh, end of 2019, yeah, November, and uh, he was nice enough to take the time to let us do an interview while he was doing a signing, and and it, it was great. Um, just really nice guy. Uh, you know, he was talking about like LaGuardia traffic and uh, just great memories he had with Hawk, and um, you know his his philosophy on tag team wrestling. You know, today uh, versus you know days of old, where you know like. People are outside the ring too much and, you know, cutting the ring in half and, and you know, the ref being the ring general. 
And then he just had like a lot of good advice for the indie talent saying, you know, like, you know, know, know your lineage, shake everyone's hand, all that stuff. So a uh, guy after meeting him, I highly respect um, and just really nice guy and brought a lot to this business that we all love so much. So uh, RIP uh, Road Warrior Animal. Yeah, but uh, let's, you know, let's keep keep this thing moving uh, as we always do here on the BCP. We do start with ladies first, but before we get into the picks here, uh, I believe there's going to be some ranting here because after, man, we try to keep it positive here, but it's been a year here. You mean there's going to be some retribution on this podcast, uh, Rob? I mean, Joe, would you would you like to start this one? I mean, Monday Night Raw, you reviewed it over on our our site, the Pop Break, my man, and uh, you had some some real feelings about Monday Night Raw. Before we get to our picks, tell us uh, about some of these. I'm trying to be generous here. Missteps. Well, so I'll try and be as professional as possible. Hold oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, so I I. I haven't been watching Monday Night Raw as often just because I record um, the flagship podcast for the PopBreak.com, the socially distanced podcast we recorded every Monday night. So I've been a little, I've been a little off from watching, and I, I've been watching Raw almost every week since you know it started. And um, so due to scheduling conflicts, couldn't do it. So I was like, ah, I'll watch Raw. I haven't watched Raw in a while. Well, first off, um, I haven't watched Raw in six weeks, and it's the same storylines. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, I haven't watched Raw in six weeks, and uh, but I follow it. And let's just start off with a couple things. Raw Underground. What's the point? It's cool. Don't get me wrong. Like Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler, who we've interviewed on the Potbreak.com, and Arturo Ruas. Man, they had, they had, they had, they they had a hell of a fight. That was a lot of fun. You know, even Riddick Moss and Eric from Viking Raiders. They, they really went at it. But what's the point? Why do we have this? It's like this, you know, basically a ripoff of Bat Riddle slash Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. But with, like, so many rules. It's like my five-year-old when I play games with her. There's, like, a million rules. Any dad will tell you that. Every kid <laughs> has a million rules to their games that they come up with on the fly. But it's like, do you get title shots? Do you get uh, TV time? Like, what do you get from this? And we built up uh, Davicato and, and Braun Strowman, and it was a glorified squash match. Like, they, they slapped some, they threw some ham hocks for like two seconds, rolled around, Braun Strowman then leveled them. It's like, that's the fight. And you're like, I wasn't expecting, you know, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, but I was expecting more than that. I think James Ellsworth lasted longer in the ring. And I know he's persona non grata, but I mean, he lasted longer in the ring with Braun Strowman and Dava Cato. That, that, was, that was just pure garbage. And where, where do we go from here? Like, it makes no sense rehashing the Eddie Guerrero storyline to lead into Aaliyah Mysterio and Buddy Murphy having this, like, Romeo and Juliet romance. I'm sorry. That sucks. Also, the Eddie, the Dominic, who's your dad storyline? We all love Eddie Guerrero. He was the best. That storyline sucked. It was terrible. Why are we bringing it back? And Seth Rollins' delivery, just call him the Monday Night Monotone. He sucks. You're great in the ring. Don't blame the fans for being a shitty actor. 
Um, secondly, and finally, no, thirdly, and finally, Retribution. What was that? What was it? It's like they get signed. So according to the peanut gallery, they get signed and now they can wreak havoc. But also on commentary, like, wait a second, that's all they've been doing. Yeah. They then reveal themselves. And Mia Yim, who is amazing, but it has a very distinctive look because she has blue hair. You don't change her hair and you give her a mask where you can see her whole face. You've seen her on TV for like the last year consistently. And you know she's Keith Lee's girlfriend. It's not like hiding anyone. You give them the shittiest names known to man. And then you have them fight the Hurt Business, a heel group. And then you basically have them pull off as many moves as the Young Lions do in New Japan. Like, it was punch, kick, punch, kick, double suplex, and Dio Madden screwed up that chokeslam. How are they a threat? How are they supposedly going to take this to Survivor Series? And nobody cares. Like, if this was Finn Balor running the, the show, like, because it would have made sense, or Johnny Gargano, maybe, or Tommaso Ciampa, definitely. Like, a guy who was burned by the main roster, can talk, people give a shit about. Because no one cares. I'm sorry, no one cares about Dio or, or Shane Thorne or... Or Dominic Dijakovic. They don't. They're not main dudes. They don't have... They were never positioned for us to care. To have emotional investment with. For us to be like, you know what? I do sympathize with them. I can get behind them. Or damn them for doing that. It's not there. So that's why I'm watching Dynamite while I'm doing this podcast. Because it's just like... They don't care about what me, you, and you think. They were like, we're going to tell you what you're going to like. And last time I checked, those ratings blow. And NXT is getting close to those ratings on a Wednesday night with, with like, AEW in competition. That's sad. And it's like, you have to start caring. Because going into this pay-per-view doesn't feel like there's a ton of care going into it. It feels like we have to another show to produce. Let's do it. We're just putting out Raws where we don't have any consistency. We don't care. Putting it out there, you're going to watch anyway. WCW had that same philosophy. You know, obviously they didn't have billion dollar contracts, but like WWE is just in a very, very bad place. And I was being polite <laughs> for what I'm saying. Like, they just don't care. Wow. So why should I? And I'm the guy who's watched Raw 30 years. So, or however long it's been on. If you if you turn me off, the guys watched it every week, even when they were losing the Monday Night Wars, that's a problem. Like, I'm a huge nerd. And do you lose me? That's bad. Oof. I mean, I, mean, I can go on, but I'd rather not. <laughs> Lots of real talk uh, from the lay editor-in-chief. Uh, now, Derek, I know you've been watching WWE for a long time. You always have very interesting takes on stuff. Uh, do you share some of the thoughts that, that Bill had, or do you kind of have a different look at everything? What were your thoughts, uh, particularly regarding Monday Night Raw this past week? Yeah, man, uh, this this is this is going to be probably a rarity. I actually agree with Bill on this one, man. <laughs> uh, we have actually was, agreed before. So. <laughs> we have, but, but you know, you're an AEW guy, I'm a WWE guy, but this, this week, man, WWE 
it absolutely sucked, man. There was no way to put it. I actually enjoyed that rant right there. That was that was brilliant and very entertaining, by the way. Um, but no, seriously, um, Raw Underground, since they started this whole thing, you know, I've always believed in giving this, these things a chance. Uh, so, you know, I, I just let it go week after week after week. And still, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand where it's going. I don't understand, you know, how they're trying to build these people, uh, what they're going to do with these people. And then, you know, you talked about Braun coming in. I really didn't understand the point of Braun coming into that. It's like, weren't you trying to use, use that to build up guys who were the people really didn't know or that weren't being utilized? And then you put Braun into this for what? He's He's a main attraction. He's a star already. So that was pointless. And then... The top guy you had there destroying everybody, you had Braun walk in and mop the floor with him like it wasn't even a problem. So basically it's like, what's the point of this? Everybody on the main roster is still better than these guys anyway. Um, That too I don't understand because it's like, I guess it's used to try to bring a realness to to wrestling. It's like, we're all grown now, man. We we all know what wrestling is. Uh, We know what they're trying to pull off is not MMA. <laughs> so we don't we, like what are you doing with this? It, it's there's no purpose in that. Um the other thing I didn't like was the the whole retribution thing. Um I th- first of all, you know, I, I can see whatever you're bringing in, you know, whoever the members are, that I don't care about. You change their names to the dumbest names in the world. Who like what the hell is T Bar, Mace, and uh Slapjack? Like what is, what, what are uh, I, we I'm, doing? I'm fearing what they're gonna name Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez, man. What? I like. I really don't understand it. It's like, what? What are we doing here? Like, you change those guys' names for for what purpose? And then, like you said, they they had a match against the Hurt Business, which I really didn't understand that either. So you took you you had Braun gone to un- Raw Underground, destroy Raw Underground. Then you had the Hurt Business, who was actually doing something good and one of the the good things on Raw. You have the them, best. You, yeah. yeah, you have them. You have them in a beef with retribution, which makes absolutely no sense as well. And then at the end, you gave you gave us what they gave us five members of retribution, and then there's still all these other people. So basically, who are all these other people as well? This is legit Dark Order 2.0. This is legit what this is right That's now. That's an insult to the Dark Order. This point, <laughs> so, so that that I don't get, but it's like literally what you said going into this pay-per-view is it's like there's no hype for it. There's no there's no hype for it at all. It's like all these matches, I feel like they're it's just it's just whatever. Besides Rain and Uso and, and Drew and yeah. Randy, it's like besides that, I'm just like it's a whole sheet of I'm just going through this. I'm like, this is a whole sheet of just crap just thrown together and a whole bunch of matches. I like, I if I miss this pay per view, I won't be mad. If somebody told me they got a baptism while this is going on, I'm choosing the baptism. <laughs> well, first off, you should always be choosing the Lord. You know that. <laughs> hey man, hey, if it's WrestleMania, there's there's it's fifty fifty. All right. <laughs> you can watch church on YouTube. I've learned that in the pandemic. Um, but I always thought about Raw Underground is like. That would be a great special. Like, we have Raw Underground. And you make it like Bloodsport. You make it like the Kumite, like the Van Damme movie. You have a tournament. And the winner of that tournament goes on to get a title shot or something like that. And you, they come out of that as, like, this person is a badass. Yeah. Like, if yeah. it was Tim Thatcher or if you wanted to make it, even if you want to put Dolph Ziggler in that role. Like, look at him. He's not just Dolph Ziggler. 
he could, he's tapping people out left and right. That's cool. Yeah. But just to have rando segments on Raw, it's like, okay, oh, cool. <laughs> like, hey, I see Sugar Dunkerton in the you know, Pineapple Pete in the crowd. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's Joey Janela's girlfriend. That's awesome. Like, you know, it's like, I, I don't get it. You know, and yeah, it, it sucks because there is, like, in this pay-per-view, there are some good matches. But yeah. ultimately, it's just like, eh. Yeah, and I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this because I don't want to let Bill off the hook with AEW. AEW, a.k.a. Botchamania, those guys got a lot of stuff they need to work on, too, man. So oh, I mean, like, I never, listen, I am fully, I am fully aware I am very aware. I've been very critical of AEW's women's division. Uh, I understand there's plenty of stuff that they don't do right. But you know what AEW does right? They respect me as a fan. And they don't, they don't, shit, they don't pretend like I don't know anything. That's what I don't like about what WWE is doing. They don't care about us. True. They don't care that we know stuff. They don't care that we've watched NXT and we know who Mia Yim is. We can literally recognize her. Like, they don't care about that. And to me, I'm just like, we're your last fans, guys. Be nice to us. <laughs> we're good people. It's a great point. And, and I agree with a, a lot of what you guys said there. You know, I, I try to look at everything from both sides. Uh, we do want to get to the match fix, but I'll say this real quick. Uh, when it comes to Raw Underground... Uh, I'll give him this, like, now's the time to see what sticks, throw stuff at the wall. Uh, I get that. I totally get that. You know, let's get creative. Um, you know, the, the Thunderdome came about finally, which I, I think really does add a lot. Um, you know, yes, it looks like a giant game of guess who. But uh, regardless of that, I, I think it was the right move. It, it does bring back that that vibe, takes away the, that four walls corporate feel. Um, so, you know, talking about seeing what sticks, you have Raw Underground. Which, let's be honest, it's probably going to be gone a couple months from now, um, and we'll joke about it. And then I mean no disrespect there. Uh, Raw Underground proves to me that they have no idea what to do with Dolph Ziggler still. Uh, he was on commentary a couple weeks ago. Then he's just in the ring in a match. Uh, I think Aleister Black even lost in a match on Raw Underground. Uh, they showed him a clip, which is kind of strange to me because they were – you know, he doesn't take a lot of pins. Um, again, everything's all over the place. His whole heel turn is another story. Uh, he used to be referred to as, as I believe, Baba, Baba Tunde, who, or who, uh, That's his real name. Yeah. It is. Okay. Cause when he was at Evolve, uh, that, you know, the NXT star, uh, Baba Tunde, if I'm saying that correctly, what are they calling him now, Bill? Davocado. Right. Okay. So that was very confusing how, again, you said they built him, built him, built him. And then Braun, who was on SmackDown came in just for that, which was very, uh, interesting I guess it didn't make a lot of sense. I'll be honest with you. They literally uh -huh. could have justified it with him saying, whoever comes out of Clash of Champions, this is my statement that just because I lost, I'm still the monster among men. Nice. That justifies it. Literally that sentence justifies it. That makes sense. Uh, I, I'll be fair. I am enjoying, you know, some people are saying it's going too long and, and that's a fair assessment. I am enjoying, and I am wearing the Dominic shirt. Uh, I love, you know, the stuff he's doing with his dad. I mean, just coming into raw and being as good as he is, uh, you know, holding it down with the likes of a Seth Rollins. Yes. That feud has been going on for some time, but I'm interested to see the different ways it goes. When Seth came out with that envelope, I did kind of think, are they going to do this? And I think they 
teased it enough to the point where we were all like, are they going to do this? They threw it in a different direction, but the end game obviously wasn't necessarily the paternity test, but more so the friction between Ray and his daughter. So, uh, and then the questionable relationship uh, between her and Murphy. So, I, I mean, again, like people are saying that goes too long, but I am enjoying seeing the in-ring work from Dominic. Uh, I'm happy to see that. Um, now, t- uh, talking about retribution, there, you know, to me, I thought they could have done a lot with this. They could have tied it into that hacker that kind of mysteriously disappeared. They could have, um, you know, really worked in a lot of the guys coming in from Evolve, um, you know, almost like a Nexus sort of thing. Again, you don't want to copy things, <clears throat> Dark Order. And um, I, I'll say this the first misstep, well, not the first misstep, but one of the major red flags of retribution is when the news broke. They will only be appearing on Raw. Well, that kind of takes away the whole, like, they're barging in and breaking things and taking over, and it's unexpected. But they'll only be on Raw. Like, that to me was just like, yeah. Um, And then, you know, when people are starting to identify the different figures, the very tall one being Dijakovic, um, it was kind of insulting to our intelligence. I, I took it when, you know, we see Mia Yim pretty much with a clear mask. But she's not Mia Yim anymore, even though she's had these great feuds on NXT and, and been a number one contender a matter of times. And Dominic Dijakovic, like I get maybe take away the Dominic so we don't have two Dominics. OK, that's a very WWE move. Dijakovic. OK, I get that. What's his name? T-Bone or something like that? Like, I don't even know. T-bar. <laughs> uh, I digress. But we you know, it's like Moxley said when he left. And again, I try to keep it positive here, but I'm going to call it right down the middle. You know, you're putting a hat on a hat. He uh, he was Dominic Dijakovic, had some great matches with Keith Lee. I like Dijakovic a lot. He he brought a lot to the ring. ring um, uh, what was his catchphrase? I almost said, feed me more. That's not an exercise. Feast your eyes, sorry. I very much apologize for that. But I, I like Dijakovic. And whatever, like, the, these names are terrible. Uh, I understand you're trying to do something with this, but there's been a lot of missteps with this. And, and this week was just a huge slap in the face of – uh, Bill, you put it perfectly. It's like NXT doesn't exist. And uh, I've seen a lot more of that recently. And I think NXT is the best thing they have going. They have had for some time. And NXT, don't get me wrong, has had a lot of missteps, even going up to today, what you were telling me about, Bill, like a lot of missteps. And, and I love NXT. I'm an NXT guy, but uh, it, it's been painful. It's been confusing. And uh, just seeing all these guys come in, like, like maybe uh, Dio, like who we remember from commentary, like him coming in and being this Mace character, like maybe that would have worked. Like he looked kind of cool with like the dreads and stuff. And, you know, maybe that could, but like they all look like Bane and like they all have silly names. And like you said, Bill, I don't want to know, like, like Marce- Mercedes Martinez was like riding this this wave in NXT. Like, shouldn't she just have a cage match and uh, just come into it? It just doesn't and, make and sense. Her, and her NXT entrance gear sense. literally is the half mask that she wears. It's like, right. it's, it, 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 like Dio makes sense because it's just like if you're talking about a guy, right. we he was he was off TV, had the Brock Lesnar thing. That makes sense. Dijakovic just like right. was going to get called up, didn't. But those guys aren't the mouthpieces, man. You needed a guy or a man or woman who could talk to be the the mouthpiece of the revolution, and they don't have that. They just and I think Vince McMahon must have seen Dark Knight Rises within the last two years, and it's like oh, I love that Bane character because remember Boxley, <laughs> he had the big jacket on with the gas mask, and you're just like, yeah. oh, he's Bane. Okay, they 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 love Bane. I mean, he's a cool character. Don't get me wrong, man, but you stop stop trying to make fetch happen, dude. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> there there is a way to salvage it. I just don't trust them to salvage it. Like 
Dijakovic would have been a great and and Dio. Imagine you had the person talking. Those are your heaters. Those are your those are your enforcers. Perfect. Then let them do their talking in the ring. All I know is uh, it's it's like Jericho said. Uh, it's a stupid idea from bad creative. That's all it is. <laughs> Yeah, and and again, like you know, we try to call it right down the middle. We we you know we try to keep it positive here, but you know uh, we we got to keep it real all the time. And and I think uh, the fact that we're all on the same page for this speaks volumes. But um, guys, let's get into the match card. We're we're about to hit a half hour already, and and that's just like our strong feelings on, on Raw. So let's go get right to the match card. We'll we'll zoom down this one, and as always, we start with ladies first here on the BCP. We're going to talk about. The Raw Women's Championship match, which is on the kickoff show, if that tells you anything, uh, with Zelina Vega taking on the Raw Women's Champion, Asuka, the Empress of Tomorrow. I'm going to keep it short and sweet here, guys. Uh, I like seeing Zelina Vega in the women's division as an active wrestler. Instead of being a manager, she's great at both. Um, I don't see her taking the championship right away, especially from the likes of Asuka. Uh, I'm excited to see Zelina climb the ranks and see what she can do in the ring more and more. But I don't think Zelina is ready for Asuka. Derek, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I think Asuka's winning this one. Um, I think you got to look at it like this. Uh, this is probably one of the highest points of Asuka's career. And she's on the kickoff show defending her title. So that means that they don't put a lot of importance into this match, uh, and they don't think Zelina. And Zelina, she, like you said, she's a she's a great manager. But when's the last time we actually really seen her do some serious wrestling? And this is the woman who you gave a title shot to. So Oscar is definitely walking away with this one. Uh, hopefully, it's a good match. Uh, hopefully, hopefully this shines a light on Selena so that you know fans can see, hey, she's not just a manager, and she actually can put on a great match, and that helps her out with her in ring. I, and I think she will. Expectations are high for her. Bill, your thoughts on this one? Well, before you said the pre-show, I was like, okay, cool. This is where Charlotte Flair comes back because it's like you have kind of forget you have a you have an opponent that Oscar can pretty much run through, and it's like okay. So I'm thinking like two steps ahead. It's just like I've seen we've seen this before in wrestling. It's just like kind of a, a whatever opponent, but that leads to lulls you into this sense of surprise. Like, Boom, we didn't expect Charlotte to come back. Whoa, that's that's cool. Yeah, like, you know, or this person comes back. Now it's in a pre-show. Uh, I was seeing somewhere that Zelina hasn't won a match in two years, and now she's fighting for the title. I mean, come on. Like you have women in the on the roster who can who have more wins and could do more stuff there. That being said, Zelina's super she is super talented. And um I think this match could be a sleeper. I think it could be it could be totally fun, and uh, Oscar should should take it. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement that Oscar uh, will retain here, especially with the fact that it's on the pre-show. But excited to see what Zelina can bring to the table. Uh, I don't see this one listed as a kickoff show match, but I do see the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match listed between Cesaro and Nakamura taking on the challengers Lucha House Party. Um, I guess Kalisto's back in town. Uh, so I don't know who will necessarily be the two fighting in that match. Um, I think Cesaro and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura retain here. Easy peasy just to get them some wins over some noted tag teams. Uh, Bill. Noted tag teams? Okay. That's a, that's a nice way of putting it. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Cool. I mean, Grand Metalik is awesome. I love him. Can't wait for him to go back to Mexico at this point. I mean, like, Lucha House Party is just dead in the water. 
they have a couple spots in a match. This is not even a contest. Oh man, I've I've just made the awkward face at least ten times during this podcast. A lot of real talk here, uh, Derek. Your thoughts? Uh, every when you announce a match, I just love looking at Bill's face, <laughs> just listening to the matches, and also, I, I, Bill, I need some of that WWE wine you're drinking over there. By the way, let me get some of that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, it's really good. Oh man, it's but really good. Um, like, totally like vintage. <laughs> definitely, totally agree. Um, Cesaro and Nakamura, they definitely get the win in this. Um, if you look at what they've been doing, it looks like there's tension boiling in Lucha House Party, and they are going to be breaking up soon. Another yeah. WWE team that they're going to be breaking up. That's all they do is break up teams there. Um, so, yeah, Cesaro and Nakamura get the, get the win, and I'll elaborate on that a little bit more when we talk about our other tag team match. Ooh, very interesting. <laughs> I was going to throw it to the Raw Tag Team Championship match, so uh, I don't know if that's what you're referring to, but uh, we shall Perfect see. I do, I do agree. Uh, I think you hit that right on the head. It may be the you know the end of the Lucha. The party's over. You know, Lucha House Party's over. We'll see. Um, kind of rehashing this one. Surprised to see it. The Street Profits taking are on you, on. Friday. Are you surprised? Uh, it's only happened fifty times, dude. <laughs> let's make it fifty-one. Uh, I I mean. Last time we said this, we were saying, like, the frustrate. This is where I get confused with them. Uh, you know, the frustration would set in with Andrade and Angel, but that kind of already happened. Or was it was that Andrade yeah. theory? I don't even remember at this point. Um, is no, this... Angel and Andrade, had they had some tension. Yeah, they had, but I'm wondering what the pairing was of the match. It's hard to remember. What was the WrestleMania match? I'm trying to remember. It, it was Theory and Garis. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyway, um, so the Street Profits having a great reign. I'm glad to see them come so far since I saw them in Asbury Park, what, four or five years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so happy for them. Uh, is, is this the time where the title changes and the Profits lose it uh, to the likes of an Andrade and Angel Garza, or is this just more tension between them? Derek, I'll throw it to you first. I'm not sure where to go on this. Uh, I got the Street Profits winning this one. Um like you, you were talking about the uh, the tension that was going on before. Now that tension is just going on with Andrade and Garza now. So they just redirected where, where the tension is going. I assume one of them will mess up, causing them to match, and the Street Profits will win. Um, what I'm looking at, though, is uh, weren't originally we were supposed to get Street Profits versus Cesaro and Nakamura? That was the original thing that they were supposed to do, champion against champion. For some reason, that match got scrapped. Um, so what I think they're doing, I think I see them splitting up Lucha House Party. Andrade and Garza could be splitting up too if, if a problem happens between them. WWE loves splitting up tag teams, and I really think they're going to tone down on this tag team division. And I think we might be looking at one tag team championship instead of having two championships across the brands and just having tag team just travel back and forth on both brands and defend the titles like they do with the women's championship. I don't know if I'm right on that, but that's just a hunch I feel is going to happen. WWE religiously hasn't liked tag teams for a long time, and I think this is just the way that they're heading with this as well. I think I think that's a fair, very fair assessment. Bill? I mean, would I be totally shocked if Garza and Andrade won? No. Just because, like, they've done that before, where it's just like a random, just randomly after the 50th try, they win. And it's like, oh, shit, that happened. Uh, but I don't know. Street Profits are like one of the better things in WWE. These guys are so dialed in. People love them. Do they need the titles to be entertaining? No, but 
why take him off? So I think um, why I'm not ruling out Garza and Andrade winning, I think the Street Profits will retain. I definitely could see a unification happening too. They, they just don't have tag teams right now. They just really don't. I think that's a that's a really great idea, Derek. I think you guys hit it right on the head. That's very interesting. Um, has Andrade taken on Garza one on one yet? That's never officially happened, right? I don't remember. <laughs> so, oh no! Exactly. So I'm going to say I'll go with you guys. Uh, uh, I think but who's I'm- the good guy in that one? That's that's the question. Who's the or face in that one? one. Um, Andrade and Angel Garza. I think maybe we do see that official split leading to that one-on-one feud. So I'll say, uh, the, my guys, the Street Profits, uh, they bring the swag like nobody can. So uh, I'm happy with that one. And let's take it to the Women's Tag Team Championship as Bill shakes his head at me. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, I think they kind of pulled this from you, Bill. Not necessarily that team. You were saying Shayna and who should – um Sonya. Sonya Deville. And uh, you said it's that on the recent podcast. And you said they'd be unstoppable. They yeah. went the other way not too long after that podcast, just saying – because they listen to the BCP. But anyway, uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, who I- I'm intrigued by this team, taking on the Riot Squad. I-, I see these guys retain as Bill shakes his head yet again. Bill, your thoughts on this match? Uh, one of the big disservices they did on Raw was they really made the Riot Squad look like a bunch of wimps. Like, they, Sonya and Shayna, just like, usually when you're building up, like, like you want these faces to, like, be able to, you know, surprise the heels and be like, oh, hey, you're big and bad, but we're scrappy and we, you know, we're the underdogs and we could do it. Instead, like Shane and I just went around and slapped him around. Liv Morgan looked completely lost at what to do and looked like she was going to cry, even though Liv Morgan is insanely talented. And then they kind of like shoved each other and it's like, okay, we're going to have this match. I'm like, I, I don't believe the Riot Squad has a chance. That's bad. They have to have – it's like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Don't feel that way. And by the way, not a Nia Jax fan. I, I hate this. We're recycling already the heel tag team that doesn't get along. But they'll never break them up. I mean, like like we saw that with Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. They never broke them up. Um, they'll, you know, Nia and Shane will retain. But it's just – it's a shame because this should be a very good match, but they kind of like telegraphed it as, yeah, Riot Squad's just going to get their asses handed to them. Yeah, it, it seems that way. Uh, Derek, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I feel the same way. It's just like you would think with a name like the Riot Squad, they would build these girls up to be just these two crazy girls that is like, hey, even though we're bigger and stronger than them, these guys are crazy. Yes. So we're, we're scared of these girls, even though we're, we're bigger than them, we can clearly beat them. But, um, yeah, Shayna and Nia Jax beat them. I mean, they've been putting women through the announce table every week on Raw for like a month now. I mean, yeah. they're, they're unstoppable. I think it's just like you said, um, they just put them together just the same way, uh, Cross and Bliss, they won't break them up. They did the same thing with Sheamus and Cesaro. And then they're going to end up being the best of friends and they're going to have a a great title reign. But, you know, I think they're going to win. That's simple. And Nia Jax, I mean, I I feel the same way. I'm just like, Nia Jax, I I love her. But I'm like, yo, can you just like, can you tune it up, please? Can you please just tune it up? Like you, you hear people complaining, everybody's talking. Can you just work on it, please, please? And my wife 
is a hairstylist and she hates her wig, by the way. That <laughs> wig is horrendous, bro. Oh, my it Jesus, has to man. go. It has to go. But anyway, they'll win this match. Naya, I still love you no matter what. Shayna and Naya, they win the match. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to see Shayna with some gold, to be fair. Um, she should always have, have gold for sure. Um, let's take it to another women's match. Now, Bill, you kind of touched on this a little bit, saying how Nikki and Alexa, they never really broke them up. But now we're just kind of getting to that finish line as far as that's concerned. We have uh, Bailey taking on Nikki Cross, I think, again, right? This happened already. Is that correct? Am I looking yeah. at the wrong thing here? Is no, that- it happened. It happened plenty of times. And I, I just see Bailey retaining here because there, there's someone else I'd like to see in line for the uh, for the uh, number one contender. I'm I'm feeling the Mike glow. Orlando. Wow, Mike Orlando. Green <laughs> shout out. Wow. Those are his glasses, right? <laughs> this feeling the glow over here. Oh, but, sorry. Uh, it's amazing. But uh, Derek, I mean, I'm saying Bailey retains here. No, no question. Your thoughts? Uh, I totally agree. No question. You said, did this match happen before? This match has happened three times. This is the fourth time it's happening. And guess what has happened every time? Nikki Cross has lost. Guess what's going to happen this time? Nikki Cross will lose. <laughs> this will be her fourth time losing to Bailey with the title on the line. Um, this is clearly, clearly just a filler match uh, until Bailey and Sasha get to do their thing with each other. Um the only thing that will give you a little inkling of Nikki Cross winning this match is if you say, hey, Sasha comes back and costs Belly the title. But for them two women, I think something has to be on the line. It has to, the SmackDown title has to be on the line when Bailey is taking on Sasha. And they're not just going to have her turn it over to Nikki Cross. So I think this is a clear cut and dry. Bailey definitely walks away with the victory in this one. Yeah, I agree, and I think this match screams interference uh, from either Bliss or or Sasha in some way, form or fashion. Bill, it's it's a shame this thing is called Class of Champions because I that was my one of my favorite shows with um, WCW, and what they used to do was the concept there was you would kind of get these unique title defenses you wouldn't see. So it would be like a single, like a tag team guy, like a bo- beautiful Bobby Eaton would take on Ric Flair. You're not seeing that ever. Um, you would see other people c- competing, like, kind of people punching above their weight level a little bit. You know, kind of like what we were seeing with Jey Uso and Roman Reigns, which is why I really like that. It's a, you've got an interesting little feud here. You kind of know the winner, but hey, man, we haven't seen this match before, so that's kind of cool. I, there, there had to be somebody I would have loved to have seen an NXT person or Naomi or anybody else just to be like, oh, let's let's spice it up a little bit. Let's 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 change it up. Let's get a fresh match in here. And uh, they didn't go with that. They went with Nikki Cross. I love Nikki Cross. I think she's very funny. Watch her any of her Twitter interactions with her husband Killian Dane. Give them a reality show because they're literally a sitcom. But yeah, this match is like Bailey is one of the best things in WWE right now. Her heel turn's been amazing, and it's just like, but this match isn't doing anything for them. We're all just waiting for the conclusion or the interference, which is sad. Yeah, it feels that way. And I think that that goes back to your point, Bill, of earlier of like, oh, we got to put on the show. Like, let's put on a match. And again, where the investment isn't there again, you know, maybe the takeaway will be some big, you know, as we keep saying and leading towards here. The is coming back. Oh, you said it. it. It's just a joke at this point. 
We haven't even gotten to the Randy Orton stuff. Uh, this is the match I'm obviously stoked for, Bill. You already know this. I'm going to do the juke over here, as I always do. Um, Jeff Hardy taking on AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn. I do like the way they brought Zayn back into this storyline. Story in a ladder match, uh, Jeff's still doing the ladder matches. Um, you know, I, I always hope for those big spots. Um, you know, a little more worrisome now than, than I used to be. Um, you know, Styles and Hardy, not as young as they once were, but uh, this could be a barn burner, guys. This could be a lot of fun. Um, and I like I like what's going on with all the different belts. Obviously, we'll have one solid intercontinental champion walking away here. Uh, we haven't picked too many title changes here, so I think this is the one where the title definitely does change. And I think it goes back officially to Sami uh, Zayn. Uh, I know Sami Zayn's your guy, Bill. What do you think about this one? Oh, this is an interesting one. This is the match. I think this will be the wrestling match of the night for sure. Um, yeah. It's it's three guys who are awesome. Um, and yeah, I think Sammy's going to retain because you can get some fresh feuds out of this. And I could see Sammy's the type of heel who could make AJ Styles, even though he's a heel, he can antagonize him enough to make AJ Styles the face even for one night. And I think that's really cool. There's very few people who can do that. So um, I think the smart money is putting on Sammy Zayn. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and that's a great point. Uh, Nunez and I were talking about this last night. I, I think I'm in the minority here. And, and the guy's great at both roles. I actually like Styles as a face better, uh, oh, personally. But yeah. he's, he's, he's pretty good in both roles. Just for me, I prefer the, the face, AJ Styles. But that, that's a great point. I mean, at this point, everyone's just switching roles left and right. You never know. NXT, I think they're all tweeners at this point. But uh, I digress. Derek, your thoughts on this IC uh, championship ladder match? Yeah, I just want you guys to know just how predictable this pay-per-view is because we've all agreed on every match so far. Right. And it's going to continue right now. And I'm going to say Sami Zayn is going to win. But I'm going to correct you, Bob, because Sami Zayn is the champion. He's the rightful champion. So he's going to retain his title and he's going to keep it. It's, it's going to be a ladder match. It's going to be a great match. It'll definitely be match of the night for sure. Sami Zayn is becoming a great heel that you just love to hate right now. And if we're looking at what they did with Roman, Roman never lost his title. He came back, they gave him his title. So I'm thinking they should do the same thing with Sami Zayn. He came back, they should hand him his title back and let him get that chance that he didn't have the first go around because of something he couldn't control because of COVID. That wasn't his fault. So let's see what Sami Zayn could do with it. He's been doing a great job with it so far. And I'm picking Sammy to retain his championship in that match. Hey, that's why you're here, my man. I, I stand corrected on that one. Um, he is. He that is why he's here. He is a man with facts. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, United States Championship match again. I, I do double takes on all these. I believe again. Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Cruz. Didn't that happen already, or was I guess it was MVP at some point, and then they. Yes, oh, it happened. It happened. <laughs> uh, now we have the hurt business feuding. I just, I was so happy to see Apollo finally get that long overdue win and push and all that. Uh, now it's very, very confusing. I, I think the hurt business is super fascinating. I think MVP has brought so much to the table since returning. Uh, as I always said, he was low key playing that general manager role uh, before he started the hurt business, and and he was like in, in almost every segment in some form or fashion. So uh, MVP really is being the MVP of Monday Night Raw. But I don't – I just uh, – this match, like with everything going on, is this where Retribution runs in again? 
uh, and it's a no contest. That's where I'm going with that. I'm going to go a no a, a no contest, a rare no contest here with the retribution uh, interference just for Bill's uh, pleasure. Derek, your thoughts on this? Hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna continue this trend because I had that written down too. Did you re- no con- no contest because of retribution? That's what I wrote down. My God. That's gonna, I think that's what's gonna happen. Bobby is gonna retain the title, obviously, because of interference. I don't know what they're doing. They're really going hard on this uh, hurt business retribution thing. So what is Apollo and, and Ricochet going to join the hurt business? And we're going to have a full on Ricochet's going to leave is what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't care what pretty Ricky says on Twitter. He's out. No, oh, well, he's gone. So see, he's so, going uh, to, he's like, Hey, new Japan, what you, what's up? Sign facts. me. Facts. So it's like, what, what, what do we got going on here? Is this, is this leading to a big match? Is that, is that the big buildup we're getting is for the Hurt Business to fight Retribution at Survivor Series, which is like, what is this? I what don't are we know getting? if it's the Hurt Business, but I, I, from what I heard, it's WWE versus Retribution. WWE? Well, the Hurt Business is WWE. No, no, no. Like, you know, the <laughs> WWE All-Stars. No, Although, they are the All-Stars in WWE right now. <laughs> again, Derek is a man with facts. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to disagree with you guys. Um, I'm going to go Bobby Lashley's going to win. Because they love giving Bobby Lashley the wins, and um, when they don't really matter, uh, when it matters, then they don't put the belt on him. You know, I still should have thought he. There's a lot of big matches that he could have won that they should have let him win. Um, I actually love the Hurt Business. Uh, I love everyone who's in it. I love the fact they added Cedric. I love the fact it's given Shelton Benjamin something to do besides sit at home, and. Uh, MVP, once again, makes Bobby Lashley interesting. Like, MVP is awesome. And I wish this was actually MVP winning, the, uh, holding the title and fighting Apollo because that dude deserves his, I mean, if this is re- his retirement tour, put the strap on him and let him get the wins. Let's let's give him his flowers and let's, let's have him do it because he's earned it, man. He was supposed to be a, a two-match guy in the beginning of this year and look at him. He's running the hottest angle, and um, Retribution will show up. But I think I still think Bobby wins, unless they want to do that random thing they did with Test with the invasion angle. It's just like they help Apollo, and it's like, is Apollo a part of Retribution now? You know, like that crap, um, which paid off in the invasion angle. One of the few things that did, but like, uh, not yeah. This just sucks. But I, I'm going to go Bobby Lashley with a clean win with the. Uh, the old Billy Jack Haynes, Full Nelson. Yeah. Mm, the master lock. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's the hurt locker, right? The hurt lock? Yeah, the hurt lock. Yes, there it is. I dig it. And you guys did touch on this. Um, uh, something I left out from my rant earlier, and I think we do have uh, more rants coming because we're going to talk about Just Randy. Keep the sunglasses on, by the way. Oh, totally. Uh, I mean, I, I think uh, I'm feeling the glow, like I said. Uh, they talk about... Also, not Ra- Sasha Banks, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, they talked about these retribution members getting WWE contracts. So again, NXT doesn't exist. Like Mia Yim is not under contract. Dominic Dijakovic is not under contract. Like T-bar. again, it's T-bar. Uh, oh man. Face palm. 
Um, they pretend like this stuff doesn't happen. It's it's like they erase stuff. And I get that happens from time to time, but there's been a lot of that recently. Derek, you touched on the champion versus champion tag team match. Oh, that never just, we're going to pretend that never happened. Like I get it happens from time to time, you know, the hacker, whatever it may or may not be The I still want to know who the anonymous general manager is. Uh, that could, it's Hornswoggle, wasn't it? Oh, if it was, that would have been great. I want more Swaggle back. I I just, at this point, I mean, welcome to wrestling, folks. Uh, Let's talk about our WWE Championship match. Uh, I believe it it is an ambulance match, unless I'm mistaken. Let me take off the the glow. It is, yeah. It's an ambulance match with Drew McIntyre, the champ, taking on Bill's longtime favorite, Randy Orton. I get a lot of... Why does Bill hate Randy Orton uh, I've questions all the so time? many times? <laughs> I've explained it so many times. So is, very eloquently, I have to admit, without any anger. Like I've said, my thing is, and it could just be me, Randy Orton has the look, he has the natural ability, he has the wrestling acumen to not be in the talks of a great WWE superstar, but an all-time great. He should have been the heir apparent to Ric Flair. But you know what he was? He's Randy Orton. He's a top 25 guy in WWE. And to me, it felt like he made that choice. Like, a guy like John Cena does not have as much natural athletic ability as Randy Orton. But that guy broke his ass to be the guy. Randy Orton put that shit in cruise control until he wanted to do it. And when he wanted to do it, you know what happens? Oh, shit, look how good Randy Orton is. When he doesn't want to do it, boo-boo face, don't want to be here. Who gives a shit? Look at the Bray Wyatt match from WrestleMania. Garbage. If he cared for a second, that match would have been so much better. He waits for he's a he's basically just like an RKO, a pop. Good night, everybody. Here's hot pictures of my wife on Instagram. Some in my millions of dollars. To me, he should be Ric Flair. He should be that guy who can go in the ring with me. And have a good match. I remember when I first saw Ric Flair going in with a junkyard dog. 20 years past his prime. Pulling out great passable to good matches with him. Going in with tag team guys like Scott Steiner. Who didn't even wasn't even a singles guy. Having good compelling matches with him. That should be Randy Orton. They should be leaning on him at all times. To be pulling stuff out of him. Not when he feels like it. And it's very apparent. You can tell when he doesn't want to do something. Is his body language betrays him, but he, you know, he'll always be good to a lot of people. To me, it frustrates me as someone, you know, I'll put myself down for a second as someone who doesn't have a lot of natural talent and ability athletically and, and also a lot of facets of life for someone who does to see them just kind of coast by. That's very frustrating. I see that. I'm like, you could have the world eating out of the palm of your hand. You could be an all time great but you didn't want to be. Wow. And that's why I don't like Randy Orton. Not because he stinks as a wrestler. He doesn't stink as a wrestler. He's very good. Wow. So that's why I'm not a fan. So, But I'm also gotten over the hook Randy Orton. Because usually I was <laughs> hammered. When I, no, I am said I'm over that because I'm just like, I was usually hammered when I would say it. But I wanted to be like eloquently state, like, this is why I don't like the guy. There it is. I mean, you you heard it here, uh, Bill. Now uh, I take it you picked Drew McIntyre to retain. I mean, I don't even know <laughs> to be honest with you. Like, wow. like because I was trying to think of the the uh, going back to Raw Underground. I'm like, okay, 
why is Braun Strowman on Raw? Is it because we're going to have a draft and Braun Strowman's going to Raw and he he and Drew are going to lock up and that's where the belt goes? That's what I'm thinking because right now, I think Drew's going to retain because of Randy Orton. No, sorry, because of Keith Lee, because he cost Keith the shot to go to the, the title match and we'll like we'll have one more blow off between Keith Lee and um Randy Orton. What's the next is Hell in a Cell next? Yes. It's October. Yeah. So I mean I don't know if we're gonna get a Hell in a Cell between Keith Lee and Randy Orton, but I mean if you really want to make Keith Lee, that's a hell of a way to do it. Uh it certainly would be better than Seth Rollins and the Fiend, I'll tell you that. Um there's the face. Hey man. Uh but I think uh I think Drew's going to win, but then again, Rich, he went again. He went against Retribution. Could they cost him the title? Like I don't know. It's very. It's like calculus right now, and I don't get it. But I'm going to go with uh, Drew McIntyre to retain. Uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. I agree. I think uh, Drew McIntyre retains here just to keep him on that that wave of momentum. You know, like I keep saying, I would love him to finally have that fanfare and come out in front of a live crowd in any form or capacity. I mean, AEW's pulling it off, but again, uh, you know, after the news you told me about NXT today, uh, another misstep. Uh, I don't see that really happening anytime soon, unfortunately. But that being said, McIntyre does deserve that that fanfare for sure. So I hope he holds on to it uh, for a little bit longer. Um, and uh, yeah, he retains here. Derek, your thoughts? Oh, this is this is a very tough one, man. Because um, I, I want to say Drew McIntyre, but uh, I'm gonna go with Randy Orton on this one. I think Randy. I'm gonna lean towards Randy Orton winning on this one. Uh, I hear um, voices in my head. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you hear voices in. Your head. I think that's the, that's the WWE one. That's what it is, bro. <laughs> but you know, um, I don't know. I think I don't know if if Lee will get involved in this. I mean, you can see, I can see Lee getting involved, but it's like, he's, he's, Lee is a good guy. That's really not his thing to get involved in a match and call somebody a match, but I can he see him. Awesome. Uh, yes, he's very nice. I can see him playing a part in this though. So now does he get involved in the match and he ends up costing Drew McIntyre the, the title? And that starts a thing with those two. Cause there seems to be a whole thing built with all these guys. I feel like Randy wins this. It he it goes on to hell in the cell, like we said, but I think he goes against Drew McIntyre for their final match in Hell in the Cell, which Randy retains, and then that starts his whole thing with Keith Lee. And that's how we're building Keith Lee after Hell in the Cell with Randy Orton. That's kind of how I'm, I'm feeling this right now. In an ambulance match, I mean, you you don't really gotta be do too much. All you gotta do is get your guy in the ambulance. It's no special, hey, I gotta pin him one, two, three. You don't have to do that. You keep Drew looking strong. Maybe something happened and Keith throws him in the ambulance by mistake. I don't know. But I'm, I got to go with my gut. The odds are even on this one. I'll tell you. I'll give you more facts. Vegas odds are even on both Drew and Randy winning this match. But I will lean towards Randy Orton winning this match. When you said all they got to do is throw him in the ambulance, can you see this? They open the ambulance door, and there's Retribution, and they pull Drew McIntyre in, close the door, put him on the stretcher, and Randy Orton wins. Drive off. Yeah, I can see that. I can see this happening. I can definitely see it. So I'm going to stick with Randy on this one. With the, one the one match we don't agree on. 
No, it's interesting. And and that again, it comes back to that retribution idea. You know, Bill, I say this every Survivor Series. I'm never a fan of the the rah-rah, you know, big group. Versus I love big it. <laughs> I, I, dude, I, I hate love it. big fights. I got to tell you. you last year's here. was awesome by accident. Uh, but it's like all the storylines go out like right out the window, you know, because they all rush the ring and. Yeah, I mean, it just every year it's the same but, thing. I guarantee the go home show before Survivor Series is going to be everyone in the ring and Raw but, versus least, you, versus know it. you know that the storylines go out the ring at least out the out the way at least. Like right. like at least it's at least we know when we're heading to it's like okay, it's like brand supremacy. We know that that's going to happen. It's not like it, it goes away and like or like all of a sudden like it's like all of a sudden it's like shit we're gonna be in hell in a cell and you're like did you need to be like you know or we're gonna do this i I, i'm just gonna throw this out there real quick what would you guys think to wwe cutting their pay-per-views down to eight pay-per-views a year instead of how many they have now 12 or 13 uh i'll say this real quick um I'm I'm okay with them having like I think twelve is the number one a month. Keep it simple. You know those real quick back to back ones weren't doing it for me. Uh, at the same time, I don't like it when too much time goes by. So I think one a month is perfect, especially in this world that we're living in, where we'll take what we can get for sure. Uh, so I'll go one we a month. Stop taking what we should get. We should we should want something awesome because taking what we can get is where we are now. You're not wrong. They're, they're, they're they're not they're not working on these storylines the way they should be with twelve months, so they're definitely not going to be working on these storylines with eight pay per views a month. It's going to be long drawn out, just horrible stories that we're going to be complaining about still. And um, they they were doing the weird. The one thing I could do with without, I remember I forgot which pay per view it was, but it was like they literally had a pay per view, and then two weeks later they had another pay per view. SummerSlam, yeah. and the next week was pay, payback. Yeah, that needs to stop. That I can't do. Yes. I don't like that at all. Because basically, you you took all the importance off the payback. It was like, it was just a, a BS pay per view that it made no sense. But that I don't like. The twelve I could deal with. I just don't don't give them more time to mess up. That's what I would say. But I was saying like, but my I guess my complication of that is like you could on the network do something like I said with like Raw Underground. So in between, like you have like okay, so you had WrestleMania, then you'll have. Um, Say payback is the next. They'll do payback in the next month. But in between, or like somewhere in between, you have like Raw Underground. Who's the king of the fight? And then, and then in between, you have the cruiserweight, the new cruiserweight classic, where they take main roster NXT and two hundred five live. Who's the best cruiserweight? That person goes to fight the cruiserweight champion. By the way, that belt's not on the line on the show. Night of class champions. All belts are defended. Um, and. You could have, you know, the Dusty Classic could be not just an NXT thing. You know what I mean? Like, you could have these gimmicked, like, pay-per-views that are outside the box. It could open people's uh, eyes to someone new. And all of a sudden, maybe, hey, maybe you find that new star that you weren't expecting. You know, much like who was expecting Cedric Alexander out of the Cruiserweight Classic. Now he's been, now he's in the, one of the hottest angles in WWE, like... I just feel like WWE, like, they need a, uh, I don't want to say paradigm shift, but that's, I didn't mean pun intended, but, like, they need to change their model a bit. Because I think just going to pay-per-view to pay-per-view to pay-per-view, it's just, like, that's why we're seeing so much retread. Yeah, they need they, they need to do something. Uh, hopefully, I mean, they never listen to us. They think they do, but they don't. But let's see what happens. And also, Bill, I got another fact for you. 
Cruiserweight title is a part of NXT, not Raw or SmackDown. Oh, that's right. Because <laughs> they're, they're a bunch of cats. But it, yet it has its own show. <laughs> no, that show is gone now. Gone. Five's done? It's gone. It's NXT At, now. Since, since when? <laughs> no, they were... I, I thought they were still airing 205 Live. I thought it was done. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I, I thought they put him a, a part of NXT now because it hasn't been uh, the cruiserweight champion. He's been on NXT, right, with the group. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Phantasma, yeah. But, yeah, Phantasma. Uh, yeah, there we go. But two or five left. I don't think they got rid of because I mean, Ever Rise was still. Uh, they were on there. I think it runs Friday nights. See, yeah, this is so runs. bad. This is so yep. bad that we don't know that they still have the show or not. That's I how bad WWE is running right now. I I was under the impression that it stopped as well, Derek. So I thought it was done too. Yeah. I mean that speaks volumes, and and, and no disrespect. Um, let's get to uh, let's get to our what I would assume being the main event here. Eh, maybe not, uh, but the Universal Championship match. Uh, Roman Reigns taking on uh, his cousin Jay Uso. Uh, I was very surprised to see Jay get that number one contender. You know, tap on the shoulder, being as he's most notably known for a tag tag team wrestling, and uh, I mean heck of a wrestler, no doubt. And this is very interesting. I think we are all going to be on the same page here to say that Roman retains in order to cement himself as a definite heel and disrespecting his family and all that. It could go another way. I think we all see it going this way. So I'll ask you guys this as well, uh, unless you guys do think that Jay will be the universal champion. Uh, I do have a question because I haven't caught up on SmackDown recently. I thought Big E was in line for this. And then I know he got like taken out. Was He's he supposed to be? He's feuding with Sheamus. I, I, that's what yeah. I know. Yep, yep. He's feuding with Sheamus. With Sheamus. So there may have been some like you know articles out uh, next in line, whatever. I want that Big E title run so bad. That'd be fantastic. But anyway, I'll ask you guys this. I, I do see Roman retaining, and if you guys think otherwise, please tell me that. Uh, I want to know what you guys think about um, kind of the. I mean, we could say heel turn Roman. Uh, you know, Paul Heyman being the mouthpiece for him. Uh, I know there's a lot of mixed opinions on this. I think it it may be a little bit long overdue. I've always said with Roman uh, on the mic, no disrespect again, less is more. Uh, him having the mouthpiece, I don't think it necessarily needed to be Heyman, but it's interesting. I never saw that coming, uh, so I'll let that play out. But I think the quiet intensity that Roman kind of has now, um, then there's like a lot of articles coming out. Like he, he supposedly said, and I don't, believe this was fact checked uh that the the music's going to change he's going to be like you know like wrestling without the shirts or maybe different gear that whole kind of thing that's been Uh, been reported widely yeah exactly but i've i've seen it disputed um but uh if he changes his hair color that's how you know he's a heel but uh, i i digress (laughs) but uh I, i think this is to cement roman as a heel and i'm excited kind of to see this where this goes, this this quiet intensity, this less is more kind of Roman Reigns, I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, and I think this, uh, you know, when he was in the Shield, I was like, Roman could be that guy, uh, almost like maybe like a Batista or something like that. Uh, so this is kind of like maybe late for me, but I, I kind of want to see how it plays out. Uh, I'll throw it to you, Derek. Are you on the same page with this one, or what do you think about Roman? I'm going to surprise you and say – Uso will lose. I'm not surprising. I'm lying. Roman Reigns, look at you guys are waiting for me to say it. Roman no Reigns. Roman Reigns is winning this match. Um, I think more the thing that is is what we should be looking at is the storyline to this whole thing. So we should be looking at how Roman is going to win this match. Is he going to be dirty? Is he going to cheat? 
is he going to just pummel his blood and flesh to to uh, in a quick two minute match and destroy him? And uh, will this lead to something with Jimmy? Will this lead to maybe possibly, hey, these guys saying let's get with Roman and turn it into a hill stable under Heyman? Will this turn into uh, Roman Reigns? facing the rock at wrestlemania so this is what the things that we're going to get out on don't shake your head no bill don't shake no, your head Hollywood, no. dude, like remember the last time he was at wrestlemania he he gave a rock bottom to eric rowan and tore like severely injured himself and his company is the movie he was on was just like we're gonna take all your money away from you don't ever do this again <laughs> yeah so i mean i I don't, I don't know, but Reigns Rain, clearly is going to win this match. Um, I think it'll be a, uh, I hope it will be a great match. I'm not going to say I think because it could just be where Reigns just destroys him. But these two, if you let them do their thing, they could put on an amazing match. So, yeah. uh, and and Reigns walks away. Of course, he's the new. Uh, I love him as a heel. He's supposed to wrestle without a shirt, um, and. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he came out with some MMA gloves and some shorts and some uh, oh, some wow. wrestling boots. Uh, kind of sounds familiar like someone else, right? Uh, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All of a sudden, but... he's got a big, like, back piece. Like, uh... <laughs> uh, I think it's very interesting, though. Uh, I think a lot of fans are having fun with that idea of a new faction, uh, that Samoan faction. That would be really cool. And I do remember, like, Paul Heyman being very, like, chatty about that like uh, when he's talking to Samoa Joe about like not being part of the family and all that yeah. kind of stuff so I, I could see Heyman being really good for a manager of that you know kind of fan united faction uh, that being said I don't think it's going to happen but that would be very interesting I'd love to see the rock in the mix but that's that's a reach but again I'll never say never uh, especially in 2020 uh, Bill take us home man imagine if you had a faction that was Roman Reigns Usos and Samoa Joe with Paul Heyman as their mouthpiece. Remember, Paul Heyman's got a history with Rikishi. He managed he managed the Samoans in WCW. Yeah, he's got a history there. And uh, man, would that be cool? I think I think we're gonna get new music. You have to divorce him from the Shield theme. It's time. It's been time for years. He's a dude who who needs to stand on his own because he's his own guy. Like. I think the Roman Reigns haters need to go away. This guy can do whatever he wants. He never had to come back to wrestling, ever. But he chose to. Because, you know, he came back during this whole pandemic. He came back from a second bout of leukemia. He didn't have to do any of this. And I think he has the respect of every true wrestling fan. Every true wrestling fan knows that this guy loves wrestling. And, like... He's in it to, and he respects what's going on. And, and and I have all the respect in the world for Roman Reigns. And I always felt bad for the guy. He was always put in these unwinnable situations. Like, go win the Royal Rumble when everyone wants Daniel Bryan to win. Well, of course they're going to boo him. Like, I felt bad for the dude. I think a lot of people did. And um, now is his moment. And I think new music, new gear. I think we're going to see a couple small hope spots from, from Jey Uso. And I think Roman's going to end up destroying him. It might not be a two-minute squash, but I think he's going to destroy him. I would love to see that Jimmy comes in or Rikishi tries to, like, talk him down and, like, really getting the family involved and him just being this dominant, badass champion. And I think 
that he is the most interesting element of WWE right now, where he's going to go. And if it hits, which I really hope it does, he will be the guy they wanted five, five years ago. He will be the face and he will be carrying WWE as he rightfully should be. Wow. Very, very interesting stuff. You know, as you say that, I, I see the match playing out maybe in a respectful manner at first. Uh, you know, Jay getting and a little Roman just bit, beats the shit out of him. Roman getting a little bit more aggravated, a little more tense. Jay rallies, goes for I, that frog splash or that, you know, that splash off the top, spear midair, done deal. I also would love him to not. I would love to see him have a submission finisher. Oh, wow. Because think about this, like the Superman punch, also known as the orange punch. Uh, I know there. It is. Uh, but it's a very big time babyface move. Like him having a submission hold, man, that would just, and it just really secure him as a killer. Like the spear sets up the Taz mission type of deal. You know what I mean? Not, it doesn't have to be the same thing, but him slapping on a really badass MMA submission that just makes him more not even the and I don't even the ankle up, but something that's like a choke, you know, where he could tap a guy out. Man, that's I was that. saying I'm sorry, I was saying like the triangle, like the undertaker. Yeah, so, something something that's like really fierce. I think it would really work in his advantage and add a new dimension to his character. I think it'd be super cool. Interesting. I like that. That'd be dope. Yeah, that, that'd be interesting, guys. I think we covered all angles here. Um, let's get a little shameless promo out of here, and uh, it, it's past my bedtime, so let's let's take it home here, guys. Uh, Derek, tell everyone where they can follow you on social media and follow some of these great podcasts that you're involved with. Oh, Jesus. I'm doing too many things. You can follow me at Derek T. Gamble, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, I do the interviews of wrestlers on Wrestling IQ 101, at Wrestling IQ 101. You can find it on all streaming platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter as well. Um, rap and Wrestle. I've combined the, wor the worlds of rap and wrestling. Uh, talked to a whole bunch of great independent rappers, a whole bunch of uh, great wrestlers as well. Uh, try to mix it up with uh, all of them. Pretty interesting show as well. Just recently uh, started working on a show, uh, doing NFL picks where we just BS a lot of nonsense, uh, beer reviews. Uh, we drink some, uh, great drinks. Bill can refer us to the drinks that we need to be drinking. It's called the pregame pregame show. It's the pregame before the pregame. We just we Irish whiskey. Picks. Any <laughs> Irish whiskey, mix it with Coke Zero, drink. Good. You're, good. Go. You're good. There you go. I'll test that out on, on the next show for sure. I'll, I'll give you some credit for that one. And that's it. At pregame, pregame, um, the pregame, pregame show. It's the pregame before the pregame. We release it Sunday mornings before you watch the pregame. While we pregame and drink a whole lot. So that's a lot of it's fun. Like Inception. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like there you that. go. That's that's all my things, and that's why I'm, I'm too busy nowadays because I'm trying to keep up with Rob and be a superstar like him. <laughs> if anything and i said this on a podcast earlier today i'm very much following in your guys footsteps and derek i always appreciate you coming on my man and, and we'll do it again soon and i will be seeing you shameless promo at val's pals guys check it out val's pals october 3rd in ocean gate new jersey for a great family for a great cause if you guys can't make the show and it is outdoors socially distanced but if you guys can't make the show you can donate a seat and uh, uh thank you bill and uh derek for both your contributions for that show i very much appreciate it bill tell everyone where they can follow you on the Popbreak.com, social media, all that shameless plug stuff. 
All right, let me try and get it all down. Check out thepopbreak.com. Every single day we've got great stuff on movies. Yes, movies are still happening. Music, TV, pro wrestling, comic books. We have a Friday video game column. We also are on Twitter at popbreak.com, all spelled out, forward slash popbreak.com, all spelled out on Facebook, at the popbreak on Instagram. Uh, you can find me every single Friday, well, except for this week, so scratch that. But mostly every single Friday on the Socially Distance Podcast uh, available on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Uh, it's myself and my managing editor, Al Manorino, talking about all the latest in pop culture news. Uh, also, a lot of recommendations in movies and TV. I'm also a once-a-month host on the TV Break podcast, which you can find on Pop Break TV. Also on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Anchor, um, where I just talk TV with my TV editor. And uh, I show up on the Pop Culture podcast a lot, where I drink whiskey and... Uh, tell you how much i like wrestling and don't like wrestling uh but at the end of the day how negative i might be it comes from a place of love because i do love wrestling does not matter what letters are in front of it as long as there's a a squared circle i'll always love wrestling wow as long as those letters are not rko all right hey 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 sometimes it's okay that what he did on seth rollins that one time where he was like seven feet in the air it's great Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for a few minutes of your time. I very much appreciate it. And like we always say here on the BCP, everyone stay safe, stay positive, and take care of each other. We are out. Peace.